Good morning, everyone. It is the 9th of November, and I'm joined today by Nal McDonnell, Seamus Lyons, and Asim Kadri. Well, we now have a winner. Joe Biden has emerged as the victor in the US presidential election, but no blue wave as yet, and he could be constrained by this unclear result in the Senate elections. But as far as it looks, it seems to be a win-win for financial markets. And if we could start with the equity markets, please, Seamus. Good morning, Lorna. Indeed, it was a very good week for US equity markets. They posted their largest gains since April. So I think the S&P ended up about 7.5%. Tech-heavy Nasdaq was a few percent higher than that. So markets took the result very well. And obviously, by Friday, the result still wasn't clear. It became more clear over the weekend. But from Tuesday onwards, when it became more apparent that it was likely to be Biden as the president and a kind of divided Congress, markets began to like that scenario, the so-called Goldilocks scenario. Primarily because you know they still expect some additional fiscal stimulus to come, but more importantly, these kind of tax hikes and more regulatory environment under a democratic clean sweep or a blue wave is not necessarily good for markets in the long term. You saw that play out in markets where you had a reversal of the reflation trade that had been in play for kind of much of September into October, where all these basket of Biden stocks value stocks, cyclicals, which would have done very well under a fiscal package, that began to unwind. And were there particular sectors which were leading the rise last week? Yes. So it was very clearly a growth or technology, more specifically, rally after the election outcome on Tuesday and Wednesday. So technology stocks led the rally, communication services as well. So these kind of big growth fangs, actually a lot of the same drivers of performance that you've seen earlier for, for much of the year. So more like a momentum. Yeah, exactly. It's the kind of same momentum you've seen in markets. And that's both driven by just expectations of lower regulations, but also maybe a more challenged environment going forward where these growth assets, they give you more certainty, more clarity. You know, the, the earnings there are more comfortable for investors. Whereas obviously the reflation trade was very much based on clean sweep, the blue wave, which would be based on fiscal stimulus. So a lot of government money spending which would benefit in other broader parts of the market. And that looks less likely now under the current scenario. Yes, indeed. And how did that play out in the bond markets then now? Well, Lorna, over the last few weeks in the lead up to the election, we've seen the US Treasury market sell off. So we've seen a rise in yields, particularly if you look at the 10-year rate. So longer term bond yields in the US had been rising. And this was really driven by the market pricing in massive supply from funding the fiscal expansion that Biden would have been able to implement if this blue wave had come to fruition. Given that what has played out in the election won't have this blue wave, the Senate is still likely going to be a majority Republican. We've seen a rally in government bond yields. So the US 10-year rallied six basis points and came in at about 82 to close the week. So as Seamus said, it is a bit of a Goldilocks environment where we've had strong returns in bonds and also strong returns in equities post the election. Yes, the win-win. And how did that look in the Asian markets, Asim? Hi, Lorna. Yeah, so Asian markets also rallied overnight, welcoming the news of a Biden victory. So similar to the US, a lot of the large tech names led the way, perhaps anticipating a softening of tensions in the area that had emerged under Trump. Also, I would say the large factor behind the rally overnight was the anticipation that now trade sentiment may be a lot calmer. Yes, and that trade relationship is crucial. But we can't leave the Asian markets without a glance at the big story of the week, which was the postponement of the Ant Group IPO. That was a huge event, wasn't it? 
Yeah, indeed. I'll just start by providing a bit of background on the proposed offering and an indication of its scale. So just for some context, Ang Group is a Chinese fintech company which dominates mobile payments in China. And over the last few years, it's become the largest payments business in the world. So its IPO was due to take place on Thursday last week, with shares being listed in both Hong Kong and Shanghai. So just to provide some color on the scale of the proposed offering, so at 37 billion US dollars, it would have been the world's largest ever IPO, and the IPO would have valued Ang Group at a greater value than the world's largest bank, JP Morgan. So the offering had attracted huge interest from both retail and institutional investors, really due to the conviction in China's technological growth and the increasing number of people in China using digital payments. Both of which should prove long-term tailwinds for the company. So, just moving on to what happened last week. So, on Tuesday, two days before the company was scheduled to come to market, the Chinese regulators suspended the listing, citing major issues and changes in the fintech environment. In short, what this means is that the regulators now views Ant as a financial institution rather than a technology company. And evidently, fintech is a new area where the regulatory framework is still evolving as the industry grows. So the suspension is likely as a result of policy changes and potential concern of the zebra investor sentiment that I touched upon. Yes, so we won't be seeing that one in the near term, it looks like. And in the week ahead, will things calm down a little, Seamus, do you think? I'm not so sure, but we have hope. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of outstanding legal cases being coming from Trump. So we'll see how those play out to have any impact on what was the result over the weekend. But on the Biden side, obviously, he's now going to be announcing his transition team, which he'll be working with. He's also announced that he's going to put together a coronavirus task force. So, you know, there should be some uh, positive developments from that perspective. We're still in earnings season, so most has gone through already. But, you know, there's still a few big companies to report and earnings have been pretty good so far in Q3. So, again, that could provide another boost for markets. Yes, indeed. Well, we look forward to that message of hope. Thank you all very much indeed. Thanks, Laura. Thank you, Laura.